0: Our heroes, Butch, Ari, and Falkus, helped the orcs of Grom Gaul and the Gurubashi Resistance organize an attack plan, and today, they put it into action. As soon as all the pieces are in place, the invasion of Zul'Gurub will begin, but some of those pieces still need to be recruited. Our heroes are getting ready to head toward the Venture Company base camp. Let's join in with them now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons.
1: So, you guys just finished uh, laying out on a uh, like a war map of Zulgarub, all these little wooden indicators of where different troops are going to be positioned at the time that the actual attack begins. You're going, okay, well, we figure probably there's going to be enemies in these locations because that's strategically what would make sense. What we're going to do is we're going to attack from this angle and that angle and we're going to do this with the airship and et cetera. Et cetera. As that conversation wraps up, you guys know that you're part of this plan, at this point, if I remember right, is to head to the Venture Company base camp to coordinate with the goblins there. You also know that the plan calls for Wellath, Trag, and Drac, along with Agragosh and the Orc Warriors and Iwari, the Bloodhunter, to go through the southern passage into the city via the Mashag Ogre Mound. So presumably you would also be coordinating with the Ogres at that point as well. So while everybody else who are not those people are getting ready for zeppelin things or you know ground movement things or that sort of that sort of whatnots um are there any other coordinations that you want to do uh with you know the people who are in your group or are there any other things that you want to handle in zool uh, not in zool group in Gramgal before you head out uh, are there any Unfinished business or loose ends at this point.
2: No, we're still waiting on the... uh, Are are we going to wait on the boat from Booty Bay? With the uh, Booty Bay...
1: That's uh, up to you guys.
3: I think we were leaving like Job and Omi here because they're going to be on the boat to let the bruisers know what's going on. They're going to be on the Zeppelin. The Zeppelin, yeah. They were going to wait for the boat, let the bruisers know what's going on, and then... That's
2: right. The Booty Bay Bruisers are going to go they don't know this yet, but they're going to go on the Zeppelin. And um that's right because a Zeppelin's going to be faster than than us. Yeah,
4: yeah so yeah, I was just going to say the same thing that we we're going to we're going we're gonna to get a head start now so we can get to the lumber the lumber camp and and meet up with the goblins there and try to convince them to either you know to make the distraction up at the front gate um, as well as any other kind of supplies we can get from them, specifically flame bloom oil.
2: Okay. Right, it was goblins, and then we were going go to go to the ogres. Go up. I I feel like we're going to get a surprise at the goblins when we get there, but we'll see. Um, you know what? <clears throat> As we're backing away from the uh, table and, and we start to make our preparations, um, Butch is going to pull Omi aside. And, and it kind of, you know, like we're standing outside the tent or whatever. And I, I, I got her by myself. Omi, oh my, Omi, oh my, come here for a second. I, I, I need to talk to you about something. Yes, of course. Now Something happened last night. And, and then something happened today. And there's a whole lot of people dead in Moody Bay right now. And it is, it is because of me. That they died. Uh, there's, there's so much destruction and blood, and it. I did it. Uh, so 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 so. The last night when I when I went to bed, I I heard a voice in my head. And I thought it was funny. I I thought it was funny because they were just talking to me, and I was like, "Get out of my head!" And you know, and then, you know, I just kind of chewed on it for a minute, and uh, I think it was Jindo. I I don't know this for sure, but someone was in my head, and that that someone said that they had talked to that troll that we had made look like a sacrifice that was making all the, uh... that was making all the, all the, the poison. So, I don't know if this... if talking to a dead guy, or they resurrected this this troll that was making the poison. But this... the person in my head knew what I looked like. And since I'm dressed like this, I'm dressed all ridiculous you know I'll take trophies off of off of what I, I I'm wearing this this pirate outfit this this um this dumb cloak and the stupid hat that don't even fit and they they knew he called me a pirate and then in the morning and in the morning there was a bomb went off and everyone's dead uh I think it's because you know we were fighting so hard what was that yesterday we were fighting so hard and we just i was i didn't know i i kept using this 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 kind of like extra thing this extra oomph that i felt in the air some kind of i don't know i don't know heck it was some kind of magic and um i think i'm seeing consequences and i think all these people died because of me
1: The ability to speak with the dead and the ability to send messages to someone's mind the way that you describe are powerful but not unusual powers that um, practitioners of uh, magic can obtain. Uh, Particularly practitioners like Jindo who um, I would say based on my experience as a cleric of hirik uh if he has taken a similar path and is a cleric of a i think that it would be reasonable to think that he would have these powers without the need for any additional um corruptions or uh, uh influence um if he was able to get a good enough description of you and your party from the uh, dead man that he spoke with, n- nothing else would have really been required as far as I am aware. Now, so the people this, are
2: dead just because I'm wearing a coat?
1: No, those people are dead because Jin Do is a monster and wishes to destroy in order to gain power for himself. That is why we fight this war in the first place.
2: Why'd they come to... Why'd he come to me, then? Not everyone else.
1: Well, um... I... I... I do not have an answer for that. Other than, as I say, we attacked. Uh, we did a, uh, you know... a. Infiltration into the city and got away clean, we thought. Um, a counterattack is not a. Sur- it's to be expected at some level, I suppose. I didn't expect, I don't think any of us expected that they would go to the lengths that they did, but we did take away the majority of the power that they had gathered in sacrifice. Yeah, Perhaps they knew they went to Booty Bay needed. and they
2: didn't go to Gromgol. They went right to Booty Bay. But... I don't... I don't know. I'm just... Um,
1: Booty I'm Bay, blaming
2: myself right now.
1: Booty Bay is known for having a larger population than Gromgol. Gromgol only has you know, a handful of military. Uh, Booty Bay is normally a bustling city. Um, much quieter uh the way that you and the other uh people who you have brought up to Gramgall describe it the majority of the people in Booty Bay were already gone by the time that the attack had, occur- uh, had occurred
2: that's right trag and drack and and, and, the, and their folks got all got most of the <sighs> got, got got most of the civilians out you're right
1: if what is necessary to draw in Hakar is sheer volume of sacrifice an attack against Booty Bay was inevitable it happened to be the case that it occurred at a time when Booty Bay was decently defended and mostly empty so as things go a tragedy yes but it is difficult and it sounds somewhat insensitive to say this but it could have been a great deal worse especially since you drove off the majority of the attackers I think that what you're describing is all the more reason to end this as soon as we can
2: well I'm I'm ready I I, I am a bit scared there's gonna be more um, I'm not using that that magic anymore I'm not getting that extra oomph I don't I don't care what what situation we're in but it seems like I used en- en- enough of it you think it's going to be able to control me or something or, or or make me one of his you know like like Halisu? or Arcot
1: I think that those are some of the possible risks If I am understanding what you're describing correctly, those it could be that it could be something entirely different. It could be simply the fact that there is extra power to be gained, and you took it for yourself in those moments, and everything else is fine. I don't. I don't know. I that is not in my uh, wheelhouse.
2: All right, Omi. Well, I. I know we gotta... I know we gotta get out of here. You, you can't, uh... Wait for them goblins... Up, those bruise, uh, From Booty Bay... The, the ones that are left, anyway. And, um... I'm gonna, um... Uh, I suppose I'm gonna get, get... Get to marching. But if we... End up in there... Uh... Looking at each other... And, uh... You see me... I'm real strong. You see me turning on my friends or my allies. I, I need you to do, do me a favor and stop. Stop me. In whatever way you need to.
1: She um, she gives you like the the clap on the arm like right over your bicep and goes, I hope that it does not come to that for my own sake because that would be much easier said than done
2: <laughs> well you well you know i've always said that ari is the strongest of us all and um s- something tells me uh you're uh <laughs> you're 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 just giving me a good time there but uh
1: I would not want to be on the other side of a combat from any of you.
2: Alright, thanks Omi, and uh, yeah, I just needed to, I just needed to tell someone that who might understand it. Uh, Let's get a... Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. And I, uh, nod to Omi and walk toward, towards, um, my crew. And I'm, and I'm supposing we're, you know, getting getting up on our mount, or or whatever, or tying up our shoelaces. And and for fun, I am going to change my boots to look like large bird tracks.
1: All right. Would you guys prefer, on your way to the Venture Company Base Camp, to be a small group that would help with moving quietly or a lo- like, it could be just the three of you it could be just the three of you with well, after Trag and drock and send everybody else over to the Ogre Mound it could be the whole group of everybody who's going south all marching through the forest at once there are advantages and disadvantages to any of these so I'm curious to know how you want to approach the lumber mill and how much force you want to bring there
4: can we see the world map please
1: yep pull that up right now
2: I don't think sending Will off Dragon and drag to the Ogre Mound is a super good idea. I, th-
4: I think we should, as a collective group, go... Well, we were going to end up at the Ogre Mound anyway, so we're going to head out. I'm going to say, let's go out first... To time ourselves so that we get to the Venture Co base camp and by the time we're heading to the Ogre Mound, we're meeting up with the whole crew going to the Ogre Mound. Because I will I think we should be there with the with them approaching the ogre mound because we're the liaisons to basically talk between the ogres and them to say, Hey, they're with us and we're you know, wasn't Are you guys a worry be with, us?
3: with us when we came back in though, because we saved her. So they should know a worry. But a worry's not going in that way. She's going in the south. A worry's going to come in the south with the um, the orcs.
1: Yes.
2: Oh, that's right. The orcs. I forgot. So okay. I, they
3: should remember a worry. So if we send a worry with the orcs, and I can't remember who was on that group, but if we send them there, I mean, they should remember a worry.
2: That is a good idea because I forgot that the orcs and a worry are gonna come into through the, through the south as well no we don't need to be more marching I mean we're we're talking about dozens of people at that point um, but yes. I I don't think we should go at first I was like no I don't want to send well off track and drag by themselves and have to like have this whole conversation about ooh are you friends or foes um, and I also like their protection because they're pretty awesome and, uh, why don't the six of us go to the, let's do Erica's idea, but they're, they're going to beat us to the ogre mount, And we don't know what we're going to see at the venture base company. Well,
4: th- okay. So, so here's a couple caveats or things that, things that might change the situation. So if we have mounts to go, we will be faster. Which means we can get to the Venture Co. base camp and meet up with them at about the same time that they're probably arriving at the Ogre Mound, if there's mounts for us. I know I thought we asked, but I don't remember what the response was for that. Uh,
1: as far as actually having them provide you mounts, I don't. I don't know what they would have. Well, I mean, they would have the taxis that go back and forth from Booty Bay.
2: And it wasn't a taxi. We were talking about um, bats.
1: We were talking about bats?
2: Yeah, like, like like horde mounts.
1: I don't remember that conversation at all.
2: Um, I And I think that answer, I mean, unless I dreamed it, I think the answer was no. But I, I, I still think we're fine to, to send a worry and then they can, you know. Didn't we get a panther
4: thing? Who's got the panther thing? I have the does. ring, but it's not
3: like it needs some work.
1: Uh, yeah we can't be do repaired. anything.
2: okay um yeah no sending them and, and then that gives you know we we've all spent some time um preparing that gives the ogres time to uh i don't know pick up the rocks sharpen their spears um eat more flowers uh i i don't know but uh th- i like this idea let's let, let's not take too much time talking about it. Let's just send Awori as the leader of this um, thing with the with the uh, orcs. That's going to be weird. Awori is she like a she's undead? Yeah,
4: no, blood hunter, blood troll.
2: She's a blood troll. That's gonna. But they but they've met her. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this looks gross. Okay, uh, it's that's just like blood. Or paint, And so it's not gross, uh, but no, I, I, I think they're fine. And then they can ready for battle and um, cool their heels for us. Oh, and we were meant to send a f- flare.
4: Yes. To signal the Zeppelin to start moving when we were, when we were ready to go, I think heading into, you know, from the Ogre Mound cave, to set the flare up there, so by the time we're coming out on the other side of the cave, they're probably just broaching the border as well.
3: Yeah, we figured that it would take the same amount of time for the goblins to get to the front gate, for us to get through the mounds, for the zeppelin to get to the drop point once we do the flare, is what Casey said last time. Okay. Let's go.
1: Alright. So, you guys enact this plan. The six of you make your way up toward Uh, like along the road that you've followed previously that is still wildly overgrown. But at this point you guys have been back and forth through the jungle enough times, especially on this particular route. You only just came through here yesterday. You've got a pretty solid idea for how to make this journey. As you eventually begin to approach the lumber mill, I'm curious to know, do you guys want to like, if you were to just follow the road on the map, as it shows, you would be coming up from the South The previous time that you approached this, you came down from the north. Um, Are you going to try to do anything, like, weird in your approach? Or are you just headed, like, in the normal direction that you would want to normally take?
3: I don't think we'd have any reason to suspect anything bad at the venture-based company since we were just there.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: So I think Uh, we would just come in. The only thing we'd be worried about is, so when we left... They were sending out bands and parties into the jungles, looking for um, everybody uh, who was escaping. All the trolls who were they were assuming were escaping, including us. So it's possible that there may not be people there at the venture ca- base camp. I'm talking about trolls, but there may be destruction there. That's the only thing that we should be at least prepared for. To to that there may not be anybody there left. Um but not necessarily anybody there uh guarding or anything like that. They're
2: also pretty close to the entrance of Zolgarub. The the other thing I want to point out is that the the DM s- said a couple of times you don't know what you're going to see there.
4: <laughs> like no, we don't so- and I mean I could have but I poked my eye out. So
2: <laughs> So uh, I mean we when we came down we 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 were um following the river. Do we want to follow the river up or do we want to take the road? That's the question.
4: I let's just take the road. Um I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to see much right now because they're they're probably amassing their own their own armies as well. Okay.
2: Um I Ready my Priest Slayer 2.0. Um, I definitely want to be, uh, check. Like, we're not going to be able to be totally stealthy. There's six of us, but, like, we shouldn't be talking too much unless it's, you know, stage whispers.
4: Yeah, I can, I can take point like I normally do. Um, keeping an ear out and an eye out for, uh, Anything out of the ordinary, whether it be tracks on the on the trail um, or uh, sounds that are not jungly sounds, something tells me that
2: that Wellath can see some stuff that not the rest of us can see. And um, the uh, the cow over there, <laughs> no, no offense, you probably got some good sen- senses too, huh?
1: If you're gonna ask Trag if he's got good senses. He would check his character sheet and say, I can decently follow tracks and trails. Uh, The majority of my skill set is more mm, athletic.
2: Hmm. All all right. Well, what about you, Wellath?
1: You were asking about his, I'm sorry, I'm just I'm asking I'm doing about like three his things.
2: passive perception
1: his perception um, yeah his he's yeah his perception is pretty good um, he sort of indicates to his blindfold and uh, would say that he sees a great deal more than most people give him credit for
2: uh, I, I figured that in a I'm assuming that you're you ain't got any special powers in that regard. As well, I don't.
1: No, actually, he would indicate that he spent a great deal of time with. When it comes time to uh, interface with the elements, you kind of have to have your head on a swivel, and he is a v- very focused person when it comes to this sort of thing. So, yeah, he should be. He's he's doing good.
2: All right, Drak. I'm so I'm sorry about that. I'm not a not totally accustomed to um, shamanic powers. But, uh, alright, so uh, let, let, let's march ahead and do the best we can to uh, keep an eye out.
1: Alright. As you guys approach, um, you're coming up from the south along the road, following the river, and you can see in the distance, I'm trying to like reorient the map, because again, we're still using the same map that we used previously, but North is on the left, so you're coming in from the right. Okay, cool. Um, What you can see at this distance is, first of all, um, the building that was burning down is completely gone and has been cleaned up. Um, You also see a goblin standing on one of the docks just outside the building, kneeling down, uh, fully dressed, wearing, like, overalls and tool belts and that sort of thing. And he is on a dock just downriver of the water wheel that powers the mill. He is messing with a piece of rope that is tied to one of the pilings on the dock. Uh, the other end of the rope goes down and goes under the water. He gets up and he tries to quietly move to the side of the building after he's finished. And he looks up and notices that you guys are approaching. He holds his hands up like this as if uh, like wait and like hold hold tight for a second. Puts his finger to his lips and gestures with one thumb to the other side of the building, like the far end of the mill from where you guys are.
4: I'll take the cue. Follow suit. Same. Would I be able to see anything else? Like any other hints as to what was what's going on?
1: Not at the angle that you guys are approaching at. Okay. What you see is the, the far southern end of the building, the pile of logs that you had to run around with the with the shredder the first time you piloted it. And you see uh, like the wall of the building where the plant monster had reached out and grabbed Butch. But you can't make out Thanks anything that's reminder. like around the outside of the building.
2: Oh, okay. gotcha. Well, let's sneak on over there.
1: All right. Let's do stealth from everybody, please.
2: Eight.
4: I have advantage on stealth check, so 24. 19. I love my cloak of the bat.
3: Aren't you still suffering from a level of exhaustion, though? I am?
4: I mean, you still rolled well, but I can't remember
1: what the first level does.
3: Ability checks,
1: yeah.
4: Oh, so I then a 19. Oh, no, with normal, so 19.
1: Right. All right, so Butch had an 8. Wellath had a 21. Falkus had a 19. Drac rolled an 18. Uh, Ari rolled a. Wait, uh, what kind of armor is Drac wearing? Scale mail, disadvantage on stealth. Okay. Oh, he ro- he rolled an 18 again. Oh, I was automatically rolling disadvantage anyway. Let's call it the two rolls that I actually rolled manually is the 18s That's fine. So he he's fine. Ari with the 19 and Trag got a 7. All right. So overall, pretty positive. Overall, pretty positive. The few times that there are extra noises being made, you guys are quiet enough and they are like few and far between enough that they're able to be somewhat disguised by the fact that you guys are in an open wilderness area you approach the side of the building where the goblin is standing and I will show you some of what's going on here you can peek through the big open uh, doorway area and kind of see inside the building and kind of see like you can peek around the, the wooden logs and everything
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you see that there are goblins gathered along the side of the building that faces the big open clearing. You can see that they are standing pretty nervous. Uh, They seem like they're being intimidated into standing in place by a large Gurubashi warrior who is similar to the ones that you saw in Booty Bay. You also spot Rezek, who is loudly talking with a pale-skinned troll that wears a large hammer. He, like He's like holding it lightly in one hand, but it looks like it's a big two-handed weapon. Um, and on his back, he has like this really weird looking, almost like a firearm, but it has like a big glass bulb at the end that's filled with like a sloshing liquid. You can see on that troll that he's got on uh, like a half plate armor and there is a red tattoo that is peeking out from under the neck of the armor and up to under his jawline, and also down, like you imagine that it might take up his entire sleeve because it's peeking out along the top of his hand, um, out from underneath the, the armor plating on his, on his arms. And you hear him say to Rezek, I don't like being lied to Rezek. We had a good thing going up until now. Why you be putting that in jeopardy? Just tell me what I need to know and we'll be on our way. No sense hurting someone who doesn't deserve it, right? Rezek says, I told you, I don't know nothing. You got people in your city messing around and that's, geez, that really is a shame. But I got nothing to do with it, all right? I've been dealing with trying to rebuild the lumber mill ever since that plant monster ate my crew, so I don't have time to be messing with your people, too. The troll says, That's a strange coincidence, then, that the fire oil that you were developing was used to kill our top poisoner yesterday, and you don't seem to have any more of it anywhere. Do you guys want to do anything while this is uh, conversation is happening, or do you continue to listen in, or...
4: I'm going to scale the roof and get a higher vantage point.
1: Okay, um, there's not like a ladder or anything else of that nature out here. There are places to grab onto. There's windowsills. There's doorways.
4: I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride the uh,
1: water wheel up. Never mind. I was gonna call for a uh, athletics or an acrobatics check, but that's clever and I love it. So you ride the water wheel up, Butch, uh, Ari. I'm,
3: I'm waiting on focus. What is the goblin doing? Is he just kind of staying?
1: So you see that there are uh, a, a couple of goblins inside the building. There are a couple of goblins outside the building. They're like the rank and file venture company goblins who, um, you know, kind of just work here. They are. They they look like, geez, like if we started a fight, we would lose. So we're just going to try and stay as still as possible to try not take anybody off. OK. Rezik. Roll an insight check for me. I got a six. Rezik looks confident. He is projecting this air of like, yeah, what what you doing? I'm walking here. Like the, the very like, you know, I'm in charge and I don't care that you're 15 feet taller than me. Like nothing can mess with me kind of attitude. You also see um, at the very far end of the mill inside the building, sort of like also in like doing its best to intimidate a group of goblins is uh, a mechanical uh panther looking creature but mechanical like clearly panther? yeah clearly mechanical like a construct of some kind it's it's made of some sort of overlapping black metal and it has glowing red eyes.
3: are these windows right here? Yeah. are they open or are they like do they have glass in them are they glass windows open? that are closed? They're closed okay. I'll stay then for right now
2: and just listen. Okay, is this panther looking friendly to the goblins? I'm assuming that it is, because it's mechanical.
1: No. No, it's like doing the thing where it's doing the same thing that the Gurubashi troll up in the top area is doing, where it's standing there keeping an eye on a group of goblins who really don't want to move and don't want to, like, do any kind of threatening gestures.
2: Okay, um... Here's the deal, uh... (laughs) Uh even without, like, looking at the map, we know that Rezek has been, um, doing business with the, uh, Guribashi for a long time. He's like, business is business, whatever. And Rezik told us who the main person was he was working with. And he knows ex- he didn't no, when we asked him about the two people that we were specifically looking for um, he didn't know who Omi was but he sure knew who Arna was
1: uh, if you're saying this out loud even in whispers the goblin who's standing next to you who's trying his best to also be hidden from all this goes yeah 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 that's the guy that's the that's the Arna guy real creep can't stand him
0: what were you guys what was the
4: oh I'm on the roof never mind Okay,
2: so, I mean, we've got a big Gurubashi troll. We know they're hard to kill, but fine. We don't know what weaponsmith Arna, what kind of powers they have, but we do know that he makes magic weapons, and he's holding that giant hammer in his hand as if it's nothing. We would know nothing about that mechanical panther, you know we can assume it's got like laser eyes and we can assume that it's you know got sharp teeth and sharp uh claws we gonna we're gonna try to wait this out you know what i maybe we try to wait, wait this out a few minutes and see see what goes on
1: okay as you guys are like okay well what, what do we do right, do we listen more like what what's going on? in the distance you can still hear that Rezek is trying to BS Arna into nah man no we didn't do nothing you just gotta go away and he brings up like yeah it's weird that you don't have any more of that special concoction that they used in our city yesterday what's going on with that and he starts clearly like to you guys because you know what happened you can tell that he's like obviously making stuff up off the top of his head he goes yeah I mean you know we used a bunch of it when we fought off the plant monster um some of it we just blew up for fun because, hey, you know, we're just going to blow stuff up, right? Like, look what happened to that building over there. Uh, it's pretty good, right? Um, and then, you know, the rest of it we just ran out of when the when the garden burnt down, you know? It's, it's kind of, uh, you know what? Just for grins, I'm going to go ahead and do a deception on Rezik. I
2: was thinking th- this guy's probably got high charisma and deception. I
4: Definitely want to put myself in position um, with an arrow trained on Arna.
1: All right. Um, Anybody who has eyes on Arna can see that he's like rolling his eyes and he sort of gestures to the Gurubashi troll um, in a go forward kind of a motion. And the troll starts to advance on the goblins that are that he has like penned up and draws his spear and he goes, Arna goes, no, it really did not have to come to this.
4: Let's go. Yeah, hey, I'm going to, I want to release an arrow on Arna right now.
1: All right.
2: Can we all have like a surprise attack round or something?
1: Hmm. Could you all have a surprise attack round? <laughs> Falcus might be able to pull off a surprise attack here. You guys are like tucked around the opposite side of the building. That's gonna be probably a no on you. The, maybe the like the attack on from Falkas on Arna is about the most you guys would probably be able to pull off from this position. Oh okay. What we could do here is roll an initiative. I wanna grab a quick quick bathroom break, and we'll come back and do some fighting. So, you hear, yeah, you can tell that Arna is like signaling for the Gurubashi to start attacking because if he, you get the sense off of him that he figures, hey, if I beat up a bunch of your dudes, maybe then you'll tell the truth. And seeing all this happening, Falcus moves forward, and you said we're start we're starting combat essentially by Falcus shooting Arna or the troll. Not that they're both troll not both trolls, but. I want to shoot Arna. Alright, go ahead and take a shot. Um,
4: alright. Does a 17 hit.
1: Just barely. You Ooh. take a shot and he is holding his weapon up. He turns and the It should have missed, like it should have pinged off of his half plate armor, but you found a like a spot right between two plates. <laughs> He gets hit. He does take sneak attack damage. So what's your total damage on that?
4: Well, we're going to do one more thing here. So Arna's a big dude. So from center, would that be the 10 feet mark from center? So I would say Rezek is just outside of it.
1: I can't
4: snap to center. Would Rezek be outside of 10 feet?
1: I would say yes
4: perfect because I want to add a bursting arrow because the whole point was was more for distraction to get the Gurubashi Troll's attention while also doing damage to Arna was the idea Um, so we're going to add a bursting arrow to that which is going to be an arcane shot so we got 10 piercing damage 6 sneak attack and a bursting arrow for 2d6 which I rolled well one of them hold on (laughs) <laughs> four damage
1: okay so 20, 20 total
4: yes and is this still part of a normal normal action that I get a second attack like my fighter ability my extra attack
1: let's say yes why not
4: Okay, and we'll follow up with another one I'm assuming a 23 hits
1: yeah 23 hits
4: um, let's go 10 piercing damage and I'm going to blow my other arcane shot and make that a grasping arrow Okay, So the Grasping Arrow is going to be an extra 2d6 poison damage. God darn these rolls. That's 4 for the 2d6. Um, And its speed is reduced by 10 feet and takes 2d6 slashing damage the first time on each turn it moves one foot or more without teleporting. But the creature can um, get rid of it with a successful strength athletics check against my arcane shot save DC. Which is... Where is my spell save, DC?
1: It's probably intelligence, so it's 8 plus your int plus your proficiency.
4: 8 plus my int is 11... 14? Okay. 8 plus 3 plus 3? Yeah. Okay. 14.
1: Okay, so he's got to make a DC 14 strength save to peel the strings off of him, you said?
4: Yes. Uh, Target or any creature that can reach it can use a... uh, The target, or any creature that can reach it, can use its action to remove the brambles with a successful strength athletics check against my arcane shot save DC. Otherwise, the brambles last for one minute or until I use that option again.
1: Okay. So you walk up and shoot this guy twice in the face. (laughs) One of them explodes brightly. The other creates all the webbing around him. He looks up in surprise seeing you and goes, well, aren't you bright? and as a reaction against being hit is going to make his, his hammer that he has in his hands shine with the same bright light that you just shot him with of your bursting arrow. I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw, please.
4: Oh, dear. 18.
1: Okay. It is a bright light, and you are able to just squint your eyes and hold your hand up in front of the flash. You are able to succeed against this ability we'll see what happens next time Ari you are the fastest on your feet of oh shoot focus just started all this without us what would you like to do
3: how tall is this pile of logs right here
1: I'm gonna call it it looks like it's at least three logs high and I'm gonna say that that's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to ten feet
3: Um, So I'm going to just spend this turn using all my movement plus dash, and I'm going to center myself. I'm going to put myself up in that corner right there, and that is all I'm going to do my turn is just movement.
1: Okay, so Ari made movement and action for movement as well, and that's you're stopping there? Yep, we're good. Okay, Butch, you're up.
3: Okay, so... As
2: part of my level seven um, situation, uh, I am going to pop rage as a bonus action immediately. Okay. Okay. And so what that means is that I can run up to half my movement. My speed is forty. Okay. So that'd be plus. That'd be sixty. Okay. Okay. Um. I figured out where I could go. And um, this is a door, yeah?
1: Yeah, open doorway.
2: An open doorway. So Ari went uh, north and uh, like like where the logs are. And she's got direct line of sight on the Gurabashi troll. I am going to run through the building, okay? In through a door. Is this a door or is this a window?
1: Uh, Your health bar is blocking it. Uh, It's an open door.
2: It's an open door. Okay, so I'm standing at a smaller but still open door, and I've got direct line of sight to the Gurubashi Troll from the south. Mm -hmm. So Ari is at the northeast of the Gurubashi Troll. I am directly to the south about um, 10, 25 feet. Um, I have zero line of sight to the to Arna and I do have line of sight, but I am 70 feet away from the panther. So okay so I pop rage and I reach down into my to my bootstraps as you can see on the uh, uh, picture that I will have put on Twitter by now. And I grab the um, hand axes. And then I am going to use a hand axe to throw at the Gurabashi troll. All right. First one is a 20. Yep, 20 will hit. Okay. <laughs> For five slashing damage. Okay. And then this, the second one. It's a Fourteen hit.
1: No, he it reflects off of the large wooden shield that he's carrying, just like the ones that were down in uh, Booty Bay. They were also carrying shields. He blocks it.
2: Okay, so I I drawn blood and I have used my bonus action. I am raging. I um, have moved all I can move. I am done.
1: All right, perfect. Trag and Drok are both up next they're gonna look at each other and go let's peel off the well oh, they're not really I almost said smaller he's not really smaller but um he goes let's let's peel off the the other one the two of them are gonna run forward Trag is also gonna rage he is also gonna use his instinctive pounce ability to move a total of 60 feet that's gonna put him here Drac is only able to move 30 feet I think is his total movement double check that yeah, Drax only thirty.
2: Is Trag gonna be able to attack?
1: Uh, he's still a little too far away, but he comes running in like that, and he is surrounded on all sides by the images of what look like spectral uh, Taran, who like only just briefly like run in and look like they're here, and then they. Oh,
2: okay. So him not getting an attack in after popping rage is.
1: If he still gets hit, then he'll he'll be fine.
2: If someone attacks him. Yeah. So if no one attacks him, he doesn't have rage. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, and actually no, he he can. Because he can use the dash action on his turn to move a little further, and immediately after using the dash action on his turn.
2: That's a bonus action. No, that's uh, an action. It is a,
1: uh right. No, he can so Minotaur have an ability where they can use their bonus action to use their horns after using the dash action but he already used his bonus action to, to
2: pop, rage. pop
1: rage so he can't do that yeah no he would instead he doesn't have any ranged attacks nope that's about the farthest he can go that's what he does uh, Drac moves in as well and is going to try to get the he's going to try to get the troll to move forward um, he's going to drop his Searing Totem, and I think when it's dropped, as part of the bonus action, use uses Summon the Totem at the beginning of each of the Shaman's turns while the Totem is in, pr- is in play. Okay. Yeah, he's going to drop a Totem and try to get the, the troll to run toward you guys. Essentially, what he's trying to do, what they're trying to do is get the Gurubashi to peel away from the fight and... From a DM's perspective, I would really rather have that fight happen over there while we can focus on what you guys are doing instead of having me do uh, 50 characters all at once like we did in the last game because I feel like that took too long.
2: What, the, um, the Battle of Booty Bay? Yeah. That was some crazy Empire Strikes Back action. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. The troll gets hit with six fire damage from the Searing Totem. And that's going to be the end of Drax's turn. So Arna is going to see that all these people are coming running in. He sees Falcus up on the roof. There's really nothing he can do about that right now. He is... he's going to get his reaction back. He is going to... Who does he see that he thinks is dangerous? Hmm. Let's hang on to that for a second. He is going to... You see him wave his hand that isn't holding the hammer. He has, like, a free hand. He is going to wave it in a way that Ari might think is a little familiar. It's different from the way she would have done it. But it does... It bears resemblance to a spell that she has heard of before. And he's going to cast Heroism upon himself, gaining uh, his spellcasting modifier in Temporary Hit Points. Uh, He doesn't have a bonus action or anything else that he would use on his turn at this time, so Rezik is not within range. He and the other goblins are going to try to take this opportunity of the distraction to move away from the rest of the fight. Uh, The ones that are near the troll, though, are not going to be able to do that.
2: That's okay. Trag's there. Mean trag has got him.
1: Wellath is going to run in using his... So he's going to use his 40-foot movement speed and his bonus action to dash... That'll get him in range, and he's going to make a weapon attack against the troll and then try to run off. Again, they're trying to peel. Uh, one of the two attacks that he throws is going to hit, dealing some damage, and then he's going to use the remaining of his movement to try to run off. The troll, as well as tries to run off, is going to swing in and deal 7 piercing damage using his spear. Okay. Falcus, you can see below you the horde party is like trying to tick off the Garabashi and try to get them to peel away. He, Their Trag and Wellath are running backwards towards where Ari is. Meanwhile, Arna is just sort of standing there looking a little bit more swole than he was before. What do you want to do?
4: Something crazy. Um, I would like to come down off the roof within five feet of Arna. All right. And I'm going to... Arcane Torrent to interrupt his concentration on heroism. Okay. And he must succeed. Uh, interest, they have to succeed on a DC 14 constitution save. And I also get a charge of Arcane of arcane Shotback.
1: Okay. So I rolled a 15. You said the DC was 14?
4: Yeah, so he, he survived it. Um, okay. With that... I am going to be smart and I'm going to action search and use another action to disengage. Okay. So I'm going to get the heck out of Dodge. Um, So that was probably, what, 15 feet to get down off the roof. My action, first action was to arcane torrent and then a second action to get away. So,
1: Are you trying to use the dispel magic aspect of your arcane torrent? because we did update the
4: yeah so i did read through it um it's a little bit different now it still says in addition to the above the force of magic being ripped from nearby creatures may interrupt spell casting all creatures within five feet of the elf must make a constitution saving throw against my spell save dc to maintain their concentration on spells
1: not not the concentration part the dispel magic portion
4: be uh consuming more powerful magic. So once per day when I use arcane torrent I may also subject one target within range to dispel magic. Once per day. Arcane torrent, we have it set for resetting on a short rest, right? I think so. But this added bonus is once per day.
1: Yeah.
4: I Yeah, let's let's give that a shot as well too.
1: Okay. So when you're trying to dispel magic, You want to, like, choose a specific magical effect that would be in place. So would you be trying to cast Dispel Magic on, like, his buff? Or is there... I didn't really hint a whole lot of what he can do yet, but if you wanted to do anything else instead, that's fine.
4: I mean, I don't know what else he has on him that's currently active that's going to dispel off of him. So aside from the fact that he's looking more swole right now, that would be what I'd want to remove. Like, I'm trying to think what my character would actually know or understand as far as the magical effects that's happening on him right now.
1: Okay. If you do choose to do that, um, Dispel Magic does operate as a third level spell. Um, and whenever it's a magical effect of third level or lower it is automatically dispelled, I want to say. I'm pretty sure if I remember right. It's like it's like counterspell um, that yes. would remove the heroism.
4: Um, and then when successful, I consume the magic and must roll on the wild magic search table from the Sorcerer's wild magic subclass to determine what effect it has. I we forgot forgot. About we that. haven't even done this yet. Yeah, this is a
1: whole new thing. I, I completely forgot. Cool. about that. OK, cool. cool. Let's pull it. up the wild magic spell. <laughs>
4: yeah we were talking about like like how will we control this the fact that I'm a blood elf effectively high mm-hmm. elf blood elf whatever and I'm a, a consuming the magic of someone
1: alright go ahead and roll a d100 alright
4: d100 nice 69 nice. nice oh god oh god yeah Um, Oh, God, for me or oh, God, for you?
1: uh, I don't even know what we're doing anymore, man. Okay, so...
2: Was this a good idea or a bad idea?
1: Interestingly... It's an idea. Okay, so this affects each creature within 30 feet of you. The only creatures within 30 feet of you, I just put a, a, a circle down, is just you and Arno. So... Each creature within 30 feet of you becomes invisible for the next minute. The invisibility ends on a creature when it attacks or casts a spell. Whoops. So you and Arna are invisible.
2: I mean, you could just run away, Falkus, and be like, you know what, never mind.
1: It's true, you can't opportunity attack people who are, well, He t- you disengaged anyway. So yeah. Well,
4: technically the, so... Alright, so we take a step back here. So this was still resolving the Arcane Torrent. Right. Um, so I haven't done the Action Surge yet to disengage. Because this now adds a new variable to everything. Darn you, Wild Magic. We knew this would be weird. I am still going to Action Surge. Because I definitely want to get one more action on my turn before the end of this. Um, And what I'm going to do is toss a flask of oil in the direction of where Arna went, or Arna was, because I'm going to hollow man him and figure out where exactly he is and coat him in oil.
1: Uh, Does it say on oil that you can like throw it as an attack or as an action or anything like that? Like, what is the text on oil?
4: Make a ranged attack against a target creature or object, treating the oil as an improvised weapon. On a hit, the target is covered in oil. If the target takes any fire damage before the oil dries after one minute, the target takes an additional five fire damage from the burning oil. You can also pour a flask of oil on the ground to cover a five foot square area, provided that the surface is level. And then if lit, the oil burns for two rounds and deals five fire damage to any creature that enters the area or ends its turn in the area. Creature can take this damage only once per turn.
1: Okay. Um, Go ahead. He is invisible. So this would be an attack roll with disadvantage, and you're not proficient with improvised weapons. So it would be a d20 plus your dexterity modifier at disadvantage.
4: Yep. Okay. So... How about a 24 and a 24?
1: Okay, yeah. A 24 would hit. I don't know how you rolled the same thing twice, but that's fine. You are no longer invisible because you took an attack action. You guys see... Falkus and Arna vanish. And then Falkus reappears mid-arc doing a baseball throw, splashing an oil flask all over a still invisible Arna. So the way that invisibility works is you're going to attack with disadvantage against them. What I'm going to say is being covered in oil is not going to make you like... It's not going to negate the invisibility. It is going to make it easier to see through it. So I would say that before making an attack... You guys can roll a Perception, and if you roll better than, I'm going to say, a 15, then you are going to be able to attack against him normally. And if you don't, you can still attack against him, but it would still be with disadvantage because of the invisibility. So this is going to, like, partially mitigate the invisibility factor.
4: Yep. Did the Arcane Torrent? Went, Uh uh-oh, and then trying to solve it, (laughs) trying to fix it. And I'm just stuck in melee range now because... Uh, I can still take the opportunity hit which if he wants to do that or not so um, I am going to back away out of dodge so I probably did about what 15 from about here to here it's double movement speed well climbing down is that double movement speed
1: roll a no let's say you just jump down um, roll an acrobatics check Ten. Uh, okay, you can you can get down easily. You are going to yeah no ten is fine. You get down easily. So you, you didn't you didn't take extra movement to do it.
4: Okay, cool. If so, it was going
1: up, you would have. Gotcha.
4: He can still move in to close this space with me. Ah, uh, sorry guys, I'm taking a while here. I will move away ten feet, and that's my thirty feet of movement. If okay. Arno wants to attack me. He can.
1: Nope. You don't. You don't feel the whiff of a hammer flying by. You don't feel anything. Seems seems fine. Okay. On his turn, you see a big, glowing black panther thing come charging in. Uh, it is going to try to do a force empowered rend against you. Does a twenty five hit?
4: Bad kitty. Yes. <laughs>
1: All right. You suffer six force damage as this thing's claws extend and they don't look like steel they just look like energy and takes 6 force damage the troll is going to see that trag and wellath are all coming running in drac dropped a fire totem on him and starts to shoot him with fire he's like seriously focused on this is what's going on over here He is going to start his move by moving forward a little bit to get within... No, he's not going to move quite yet. The first thing he's going to do is throw his spear at Drak. He does not regenerate any health because he's on fire. The spear attack is going to hit Drak and deal six piercing damage. And then he's going to move forward into range with Trag and Wellath and do a claw attack on each of them the claw uh 24 against trag would hit dealing 11 slashing damage which would be reduced to five and then against wellath he's going to do a 12 which would miss they are dealing with that you can see ari ahead of you you can see trag and and wellath are like trying to kite the troll away from the middle of combat they're going to be headed in your direction you can tell by their body language and by their movement What would you like to do?
0: Butch's guilt about the attack on Booty Bay is weighing heavy on his conscience. And now his allies in the venture company are in danger because someone's followed their trail. If their plan succeeds, will Stranglethorn truly be safe from the Gurubashi? And, of more immediate concern, what abilities does the now-invisible weaponsmith Arna have up his sleeve? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and
1: dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com/heroicdnd where you'll find our players social media info and a link to our discord server.